All right, folks, I think it's working. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wal-Aqibatul Al-Mutaqeen. Wal-A'udwana illa ala al-Zalimeen. Wa salawatu wallahi wa salamuhu ala ashraf al-Anbiya'i wal-Mursaleen. Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'atahu sahla. Wa anta tajul al-hazna idha shi'at sahla. Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatik ya Rabbil Kareem. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, everybody. Good evening to all of the folks who are in the UK. Good afternoon to the Yanks, the Canadians. Good evening or late evening if you're still awake in the Middle East, which is possible to be honest. And uh, those who are in the Far East, Sabah al-Nur, Sabah al-Khair, Sabah al-Fool. All right, guys. What I need to know is a couple of things. First of all, a warning you need to know is that the internet is even worse than worse standards. So you need to be aware of that fact. That's the first thing. So it's really rubbish here anyway, but now it's extra special rubbish, number one. Number two, as a result, I have had to make some few changes. Some of those changes mean that I am not playing my video. So, you know, when I'm, when I'm teaching, I'm like this, I can see myself on the screen. All right, that's fine. That's that, but that's just showing me my own feed here. Doesn't tell me whether the feed has stopped for you. So for that, I have an eye on the portal, which is here and I play my video. But because my internet is so rubbish, I can't even play my own YouTube video. So you need to be far more active in the comments, okay? Super, super active in the comments. I need immediate, immediate comments. Yes, no, yes, no, you've stopped. Yeah, the video's gone, blah, 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 blah. Is that clear, everybody? That's very, very important. So I need, first of all, Five. Okay, all right, good. So it's not too bad. So at least there's a good uh, uh, connection going on there. So that's, uh, I'm happy with that. That's actually really positive to see. So again, if you see the video pause or some kind of problem, write it in the comments immediately, okay? And if you are not seeing a problem and someone else is seeing a problem, please respond immediately as well and say, uh, no, no, it's okay, my side. This must be your connection so that I don't sit here in a paranoid state, okay? Um, the next thing I need to say, so the internet, that's the next thing. The next thing I need to say is that everybody, uh, <laughs> they are always, Russian Jess are always a package deal. Come on, Danish. Um, you need to have when on your video that you're playing, the red dot should be playing. The red dot should be on. If the red dot is not there, you are behind. So Rush and Jess are definitely behind. Ulfa is definitely behind, okay? You're not live, live, live. So press that button so that you're live. Everybody should be in tune. You should... I think you should be back. I'm back, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, you, that actually wasn't even the internet. That's just how stupid the system is in that I've put the phone on do not disturb. I've put on all the rest of it, blah, de blah. And 
it because uh, I can't. Yeah, I told you guys uh, uh, an example that um, the Wi-Fi is so rubbish. The landline is so rubbish. You know, I, I had to laugh earlier when I was telling someone that, you know, the internet is so rubbish. And he goes to me, why don't you wire it? I said, Habib, I didn't say that the Wi-Fi, any reception. I have Wi-Fi. I have Unify. I have uni uh, Ubiquity. I have Ubiquity route, uh, routers. Routers. I nearly became Canadian. Oh, my God. Right? Um, uh, 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 the um, uh, uh, Ubiquity Unify is the best. You can, well, it's not the best, but it's like super expensive stuff, which I bought from the UK. So my problem is not the Wi-Fi network. My problem is the actual internet. But I now have to, I can't rely on the internet. So I'm using the mobile, mobile, mobile phone here, and it's 4G. And that itself is so rubbish here as well. So even the 3G is so rubbish. Right? Anyway, so uh, what we're going to... Uh, so what happens is that the network, yeah, and it keeps sending me messages, which says basically you've got five seconds left, you've got 10 seconds left of your internet, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so, in any case, I can't believe, Adil Yani, that I'm saying that the internet in Pakistan is better than Egypt. Umad Dunya, can you flip and believe that? Okay. Yeah, don't go by the brown. This is all light. Look, I'll make, it, I'll make myself look old and I'll make myself look young. This is fuzzy, light, Yani, uh, thingies. I can make myself look like, like I'm 30. Look, see? See that? Then I can make myself look like I'm a hundred. Anyway. Uh, uh, right, folks. So uh, that's the second part. The third part is, is that for some reason, I didn't write down. And I, you know, I left my book. By the way, I bought some LP pens. I went into shop and I saw two pens. I said, you know, they've got what it takes to be LP pens. So the LP pen is um, nice 0.4 mil. Uh, millimeter markers look beautiful and they will look very nice in my book and I left them in the other room there's no way I'm getting up because I'm on the floor and I'm of that age now that getting up every time and getting down is like is like it's the, 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 the Titanic turning around see Mesa has already worked out what I'm basically saying we are at the top of the page 88 uh, welcome back, Habibi. Welcome back. He's been under a lot of pressure doing work and studies and things like that. That's what he said on Telegram, anyway. Um, so, Mesa, first of all, we're very happy to have you back. That's the only so important. Okay, as well. And she goes missing for one dance and the whole thing went complete sideways. Nobody yani, knows what is going on. Yeah, it was... Well, I'm not going to lie. It was a nice lesson last week, by the way. Let's just not completely yani, you know, dismiss our, our thinking. But let's also be honest that we had no idea where we were and how to find anything without Mesa. Okay? That's yani, also important. Now, Mesa, what's important for me is that you tell me, actually, were you sending Salat al Really, is that where we are?
Really? Yeah, I think... Uh... No, no. Oh, we're at the top of page 88. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's right. She's 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 talking about the text. Yeah. We're starting to talk about the best timings for Doha prayer. We started to say, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I just remember I wanted to just say a few things. So I think we can start at the top of uh, 88. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can start with the top of 88. So in the so the the section that we're covering, okay, the section we're covering is that the Doha prayer is a sunnah. It is a minimum of two units and a maximum of eight. Its time is from the end of the prohibited time until just before the moment of zawal. That's the section that we are covering, okay, today. Whilst I have the opportunity, uh, one of the, the uh, hadith that we mentioned was, uh, in fact, it might still be here. Why not? Um, one of the reasons we know that it is a sunnah and we believe that it is a sunnah is the hadith of uh, Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrated by Imam Bukhari where he said Awsani Khalili sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bithalathin raka'ati al-duha My dear friend uh, uh, advised me to three things okay um the first of them is two units of Salat al-Duha and that I pray witr before I go to sleep and the fasting of three days from each month. Those three days started now, okay, in Egypt time and a lot of the calendars. So those are the 13th and the 14th and the 15th. And they are known as, known as Ayyamul the bright days, the white days, following the fact that it's the bright nights because the moon is full, the 13th, 14th and 15th of the lunar uh, calendar. So um, a reminder that tomorrow being Thursday, which is a sunnah to fast, the Prophet said, I love to fast Thursdays. The deeds are presented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on Thursdays. And I love that my, my deeds are presented and I am fasting. So it's not just that you don't eat, guys, but you know, you try to do something a bit extra, make your day a bit different so that it's not just different because you didn't eat, because people are dieting day and night and they don't eat and people are having late lunches and teas right now and Maghrib is probably what? What's Maghrib in UK? You know, I've been in UK for like weeks, by the way. It's been like a month. Are we knocking in half fours now? What are we saying in Maghrib times? Like half fours probably? Probably on the door of a half four, aren't we? 4.13. That's a Londoner, yeah? 5 p.m. in Canada. I mean, it's, it's a late lunch. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. It's a late lunch, man. Do you know what I mean? For Shazad Salim, that's not even breakfast time. Shazad Salim, you know what? Shazad Salim, you know, he's turned into a... You know, Shazad Salim has turned into... He doesn't have any skeletons in the closet because he is actually that skeleton in the closet. Do you just realize that? I don't even want to say, MashaAllah. I have to say, MashaAllah. But the whole situation is a disaster. So anyway, yeah. Remember guys, press the live button. Yeah, some of you are still behind. Yeah. So we're in the fours, we're on the 430s. And uh, uh, that's going to get back to, uh, when I, by the time I get back and whatever, that's going to be around the 350s and the three, you know. So 
uh, you know, um, it's a short day, guys. You know what I mean? So let's, uh, 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 first of all, not be scared of the fasting or getting hungry. You're right. But secondly, uh, it, my, the, the, point, the, the reason I made this point is because it's so easy now to fast that people just focus on just how easy it is to fast and they forget that a fasting day is meant to be a day which is different to your normal day. So you're watching less bakwas, you're playing less bakwas, you are doing more dhikr, you're reading more Quran, you are praying more sunnah. Your fasting day has got to be a different day. It can't be, oh, it's different because I didn't eat. Are you kidding me? Right? No. All right? Anyway, so a reminder that, that Thursday being Thursday tomorrow, and the first day of the three days, you make a double intention, and that's not a verbal one, it's in your heart that, Ya Allah, accept this fast from me, both for it being a Yamul Biyab, one of the three days that is the Sunnah to fast, and it being a Thursday. And for those folks who have, uh, whose, whose 13th is tomorrow night, because the night comes before the day, and then therefore your fasting starts on Friday, then that's even better. That means you've got an, an excuse to fast Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then Cheeky Monday on top, it's five straight days. And then you can get back to the game again and even, you know, Monday, Thursday every week, which really, to be honest, in wintertime has got to be a norm. And then maybe even move on to like little Cheeky, you know, fast of Dawood, one day on, one day off, one day on, one day off. As Ahlam said, winter really is good for Ibadah, yani, all round. And, um, uh, uh, whether it's fasting, whether it's salah, whether it's tahajjud, whatever. My point, the, the, the wider point that I need to mention is, and uh, listen, I know that we've got stuff to talk about in the class and I have to, I have to think about where I want to speak about this. Um, obviously for the non-UK folks, um, this is not so relevant because there's politics involved. But for those that are of Asian background and into cricket and things like that, then of course it will be irrelevant. Um, we've not discussed the authenticity of the narrations of the three white days, but it is a good point uh, with that because um, there's, two, there's two points to be brought up. Firstly is um, what I wanted to show. One second, one second. Uh, um, so, uh, uh, just so that um, uh, Widad's question is not left in the point, people might turn around and say, what do you mean uh, uh, authenticity? The hadith is in Bukhari. And uh, I gave the reference to it last week. The hadith is in Bukhari. The question is not whether the hadith is in Bukhari or not. The hadith is in Bukhari. The, this particular narration doesn't mention the three white days ayyam al-biyam itself and it doesn't necessarily mention that it is the 13 14 15 that's just the position of the majority of scholars there are some scholars that said that these three white days that are mentioned in this hadith are not actually the three middle days of the month and they shouldn't be specified but they should be yeah, and is seen to be done here and there. Some said they done just like random. Others said that you would be literally counting them, whether you did it on a Monday or a Thursday or whatever, etc., etc., etc. You can't, uh, Jodri, you can't combine Monday 
and uh, Thursday with the fast of Dawood in its entirety. Uh, but what you're getting is a better fast, right? So, and it's a very difficult fast and it's not a fast that a person should do. So when it comes to uh, fasting, the Prophet ﷺ told us yeah, that the Sunnah is a simple and easy one. The Prophet ﷺ never used to fast the fast of Dawood, by the way. Let me just make that clear. Uh, that's very clear because the Prophet, because Aisha radiallahu anha said, sometimes the Prophet ﷺ would fast so much that you think that he doesn't do anything but fast. Sometimes he would not fast for so long that you just think that he never fasts, right? And so that's clear that he's not fasting the fast of Dawood, which is the best fast, the highest level fast, day on, day off, day on, day off. But the, the, the scholars differed over what that means, whether it's the best, 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 or whether it's the sunnah is best, which is to just stick to something which is consistent and small and easy, which is every Monday, every Thursday, and then three days from the month. So that answers that question, uh, Jodri, yeah, that if you go for the fasting of every day, uh, every alternate day, you will get Mondays and Thursdays here and there, and you'll, you'll capture it, of course, but will you get Monday and Thursday every week? Of course you won't, that maths, yeah, and it showed that anyway. But then it's better than just fasting the Monday and Thursday, and it's not something which is very easy to do for a long period of time. So in the winter, if you did it for a short period of time, that's great. But back to Widad's point, um, and with that, correct me if this is what you're referring to, right? Uh, uh, unless you're talking about something completely different. But your point is, is that, yeah, this hadith only tells us three days. It doesn't tell us yani, that it's the three white days. And there is yani, the, the hadith that speak and actually articulate three white days and ayyam al as a phrase. They are certainly not in Bukhari and they are weaker. And there is question about it. But the majority applied the weakness of those hadith mentioning what those those days are, the authenticity of this this hadith which says three days in the month, and they interpolated it together, and that's why the majority go with uh, these uh, three, four, thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. But I like the position that critiques that that it is actually not referring to the three white days. But the majority of scholars are comfortable with that and we'll stick with that. That's yani, a nice and convenient system. What I was going to say is that, um, with that, you didn't answer my question. What's the Jazak, man? I said, was this yani, your angle? Was this where your question came from? The idea that uh, you've heard that the the uh, the uh, uh, thingy or, or, or you, what? Because there's, there's a, there is another angle as well, but that's a lot deeper. There is another angle as well, but it's a lot deeper. And I don't think, I don't know if I want to go into that now, but, um, but the point I wanted to make is that um, uh, there are some issues and you know that when big things happen, then, then we do need to spend some time on it. The uh, case which is rocking the headlines at the moment is about a brother called Azim uh, 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 Rafiq, okay? And, um, I don't want to exactly actually make it too much uh, a freestyle lesson because I don't want to. Uh, uh, well, a certain somebody is going on Umrah, right? So there you go. That's what. That's what. Yeah, I need the. Uh, that's what Umrah uh, Tarbiya programs are for. When you got lots of coach journeys to kill and whatever, that's where the Tarbiya happens. So let's yeah, I need make sure we. We, uh, we, 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 we do that. And Danish, this is what Yanni, you should have been doing as opposed to just thinking about, I don't know, whatever you were thinking about, camera angles and shots and stuff. Listen, don't be, Yanni, what are you making me hate for? What are you making me hate for? All right. Um, 
All right, enough of that. Enough of the three white days. I'm just saying fast, guys, tomorrow, okay? And the next three days, it'd be good. Um, we do need to mention this thing, but I am worried that we don't do anything from the lesson. So should we uh, 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 um, do, uh, talk about that first or whether... No, actually, let's talk about that first. Let's just get it off the table, all right? Uh, I just want to say that the last a um, uh, couple of weeks for me has been very uh, difficult. Uh, so the reason why this is important for everybody, whatever country you're in, is because virtually everybody here knows, yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, it's so hot and there's no way that I can get up. So hot. Come here, is that you? Who's that? Come here. Is that the remote for the thingy? Didn't I just grab that? Give it to me, Yara. Do you know why I'm wearing a... Uh, yes, okay, Karen. You know why is a career I'm wearing a hoodie? Because it was cold, number one. And number two, okay, number one number because it was called number two i've got hot why have i got hot because honestly without any exaggeration i've just started to get really hot because the subject has been really stressful number three is because if i take the hoodie off it's a really disrespectful kind of t-shirt which i can't be wearing to this kind of highly honorable class that's the reason okay um because when i am in egypt the roads are, where I live are so dirty, so thingy, that to wear a thobe all the time is just yeah, any disrespectful to the thobe. I don't like it. So I wear a lot of t-shirts and, um, uh, uh, you know, whatever. The t-shirt's not disrespectful. It's teaching this class in a little t-shirt, which is just, t the t-shirt's the most respectful one in the world. Look at that. Come on, bro. Come on. Yes, bro. There ain't nothing disrespectful about t-shirts that I wear, bro. Are you kidding me? That's all smoke. Come on. Anyway, disrespectful. Come on. So, no, I mean, I don't want to disrespect you lot, Yanni. Me, my, because USA's got to know rivers. They need to know. That's why. There's Mesa, uh, 23. There's Sumera, bang on cue. The girls are like, what the hell's going on? They want to know about the cricket. Actually, at least that's something. Um... What I want to say is that, um, uh, so Adim, so I don't know Adim personally, okay? Uh, Adil Rashid, who is, if you're into career cricket, you obviously are going to know this. If you don't, then you, whatever. Uh, there are a couple of uh, uh, current cricket players who I am very close with for maybe about 10 years, okay? Um, through different reasons and different yani things, etc., etc. One reason being because they're practicing and they they do actually follow lessons and things like that. They are Adil Rashid and Moin Ali. Moin Ali closest uh, of all, and then uh, Adil obviously is uh, close. Um, so the uh, uh, what happened? Um, uh, so and you guys know how much I like the the sport anyway and whatever. But Adim is someone that I don't know, and he is Adil's business partner, 
and he was an okay cricketer as well. Um, and But then about a year and a bit ago, or a year and a half ago, uh, I was informed of this kind of situation and Adil was put in this scenario where he started an employment tribunal against Yorkshire Cricket Club on the issue of racism, blah, blah, blah. And um, I don't want to bore you all from the details. The problem is a complicated one. It is actually very complicated because as Adil said earlier on, and as everyone knows, anyone who's a Paggy, right, knows, anyone who's brown, anyone who's ethnic, anyone who's black, anyone who's whatever it is, okay? We all know that um, white privilege is real, racism is real, we don't need to, you know, we always need to be purer, better, you know, um, uh, uh, and so on and so forth, okay? Um, and if you're Muslim, then you know that, oh, that also holds you back. So that's something standard, right? You've always had to be more, better, you know, perfect, etc., etc. Now, um, the level of resistance that you faced, whether it's entry into university, entry into a job, entry into uh, progression in sport, it doesn't matter. You don't need to be a sportsman to uh, know this. But it differs. It's differed, okay? And we also know the concept of power structures and you make too much noise, then you will uh, suffer as a result. And so for the last yani, year and a half, um, the Adim situation in itself was not very clear because Adim himself, right? Um, how can I say this? Adim himself was someone who used to give a lot back. And I mean, yeah, any, uh, um, uh, um, so, so what I'm saying is that he didn't hold back himself. He get cussed, he would cuss back. He would get Yanni sworn at, he would swear back. He would uh, uh, be uh, racially abused, he would racially abuse back. Right? Now, so like I said, I don't mind sharing this with you. This is not something which is private, but it is kind of private. Right? And so this is the, the right level of privacy. Because everybody knows you don't, you're not allowed to broadcast this online. And Mesa's not going to be putting this in the notes. But it is important for us to learn a lesson. And it's also important for us as a community to understand the, the political kind of angle. And to understand and not getting onto bandwagons. And to understand the truth behind the truth. And, 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 and there's so many lessons. And I want to share some of them with you. With a behind the scenes angle. But also, you know, straight in front. So... Um, Zara has given an example and used the word Zimbo, okay? The fact that one of the players, he had some Zimbabwean kind of heritage and he would call my guy a Paki, and so he would call him a Zimbo back, okay? Um, this is a classic example of why this situation is such a huge mess. Because on one hand, we, meaning myself, was not very comfortable backing Adim publicly because I just don't think that he was any much better than everybody that was abusing him to a level. At the same time, so that's one factor, okay? He would swear back and fight back and cuss back and it wouldn't really hold him back so much at the playing level. 
What we weren't aware, what I wasn't aware, what certainly many people were not aware of is the institutionalized level that it was, that the racism was at, okay? And by that, I mean that the structures themselves, the power structures themselves were definitely gonna block progression and so on, okay? Mesa, it's gonna take too long. You're gonna have to research it yourself, okay? Um, so, um, but I'm trying to speak in general terms as much as possible uh, about just institutionalized racism. So, here we are, like Adil himself was in a very difficult situation here because he has got very, very high profile uh, uh, sponsors, you know, his career, people pulling the strings, people making too much noise. There's very much definitely a fear. This is complete nonsense if people think that the reason why people don't speak out is because it doesn't, it's not there. It's because people are afraid and people don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to and they want to protect their careers. It's their livelihood at the end of the day. And they not, they, you know, and this is important Islamically. There's a big difference between enjoining the good and doing haram. What I mean by that is that staying silent, okay, is, 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 is one thing, okay? Staying silent is one thing and not like, you know, enjoining the good, but lying is something else. And as long as you don't lie, then it is, acceptable this goes back to the hadith of the prophet of the weakest of iman okay that a person should change something by their hand if they can't they change it then by their by speaking out against it and if that the hadith each time okay so the, a person sees an evil, they change it, they speak up against it. If someone's being racist against them or somebody else, you've got to go and grab that person and, you know, fix it. If not, you write about it. That's the speaking. You advertise it. If not, then in your heart. You hate it, but you're not doing anything about it. And that's the weakest of faith. But the point of the hadith is that it's still faith. And the point of the hadith is that there is some concept of personal ability. Al-istita'a differs from people to people. And so I want to I want to say that although it might not be honorable and it might not be heroic staying quiet, well clearly it's not heroic, okay? And not speaking up or not backing other people, it's still an acceptable Islamic position to be quiet as long as you don't cause harm actively, as long as you don't do haram actively. Okay? That's yani, the uh, 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 the, 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 the the point. And it's not just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not actually defending Adim. Adim not speaking up at the time is obvious why, because at the time, which was years ago that this was happening, um, it's just like, we all know the answer to that. Only the Kufs would say something like that to us. Only white people would say that to someone. Why didn't you speak up at the time? We all know at that moment why we shook that lady's hand or we, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, didn't speak up when someone was racist towards us because we know that that's us out of the game. Okay, I tell people right now, always in an interview, do not say that you want a prayer room or you want Jummah or you need gaps for prayer, whatever, whatnot. Bro, your hijab and your beard is doing enough of that. If you got to the interview and say, Alhamdulillah, don't bring up any religion. 
Now people say that's very weak and that's whatever, whatnot. No, that's very realistic. I've been there a long time. I've no, I know the structures. I've been there. It doesn't matter whether it's corporate, whether it's management, whether it's retail. People don't and are not interested, okay? And you can get that sorted afterwards. If you're just as good as you are, if you are, this is, and this is why we have been brought up to be, this is why we've been brought up to be um, always planning to try to be better and bigger and better and bigger than the rest, because that's what's worked for us. If you look at, for example, now in the England uh, uh, dressing room, um, it's crazy the lengths that they go to to accommodate Maureen and Adil Rashid. The reason is not because they're packy. The reason is because they are brilliant. The reason is we don't have another spinning all-rounder that can hit the ball like Moeen does. The reason is because we don't have a leg spinner of any yani, colour, let alone yani, someone who is as good as Adil Rashid. Right? That's the fundamental reason. When you become that good, they, they will... Muhammad Salah and what he's been able to implement uh, at Liverpool Club in terms at Liverpool Football Club in terms of prayer rooms, changing of policies, uh, the level of Islamophobia going down amongst the supporters because they're just so frightened that they might yani, insult him so that he leaves. I'll tell you right now, if he was to leave like he has the right to do, he's at the end of a contract this season, he deserves to be paid £500,000 a week. That's the going rate for someone who's the best player in the world right now. And if they don't give it to him and he goes to another club that will give it to him, you think Islamophobia is going to yani, suddenly disappear and stay at the same low levels that he's there at. They will be calling... The, you watch the Muslims and what happens to them when Muhammad Salah leaves. Because the people are wasakhiani, they are disgusting, right? Racism is a reality. Re racism is latent in all people, all people. It is there as a way of expressing your anger and getting over your, or trying to get one extra upon the other person for some reason. Whether it's for fun reason or anger, when it comes out of people who, are the, who say, I don't have a bone of racism in me, but then in a fight it comes out. Because I've spoken about this a number of times. Racism is not a thing which exists in the form of racism. Racism forms in every, exists in every single human being in a generic form of trying to get one up on the other person in a difficult moment or in a pressurized moment or in a moment where you need to dehumanize the other person. And racism is just a convenient one. It's the most easiest one to go to. The hair looks different. The skin looks different. The smell is different. The culture is different. So we just pick on it. Honestly, people are not actually racist in that they think uh, uh, that it's the color which is the big thing. If you were, uh, if you were more fatter than you were blacker, if you were more dwarf than you were pack, all right. That's the first thing they're going to go by. At the fundamental level, this is a human uh, problem where they're trying to dehumanize the other. And then, you know what? If they're at that time, dwarfs are in vogue and fat people are in vogue, then we're going to pick on something else. It's just another way of just haram, criminal, you know, whatever. So my point is, what's, what's, what's the wider point I want to say? that um uh, 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 the, 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 you know i don't need to educate or lecture any of you lot on why Adim didn't bring this up later on that's easy why uh, because the career would have been finished i want you to know why we didn't speak out why i didn't speak out why 
why Adil didn't speak out. And it was because we, uh, it was a combination of A, because we can't, um, because, because of the threat to the uh, uh, careers, the power structures still being very uh, powerful. But there's also a difficult, awkward uh, 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 balance that needs to be uh, openly discussed. And what is that? That is that, unfortunately, Muslims, sometimes when they are actually failing themselves in, their, in the quality of the work that's required or the level that's required, okay, they are looking for an excuse and unfortunately, we play the racism card. Now, we know that they always think we play the racism card all the time. And we know that's nonsense. It's because you're racist. You, you bunch of dogs, you're racist. But that doesn't mean that we don't play the racism card as well. And what the, what is the racism card? The racism card is that the reason you're not in a team is because you're not good enough. Okay, or what is it? And then you just blame your own color. And the problem with that, okay, is that or you didn't let me into my into the university because my name is Muhammad. No, you didn't because actually you're not very you're not you're not the right candidate. You, you clear your grades are not there, whatever. And so you need to know that there are people that are that do automatically think instead of thinking I'm not good enough or I'm not clever enough. They do, uh, 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 you know, they play the racism card. They say it's because I'm Pakistani, it's because I'm black, or it's because I'm whatever. Now you don't need to tell me that no, it's because they're racist. I know most of the time, much of the time, it's because they're racist. But there are many instances when it's not actually racism. And so with Adim, there was a portion where there was a fear that he wasn't actually good enough. And that's the reason why he didn't get those. And that's coming from his closest people, okay? From his best yani, mates who are Muslims and so on, not people who are racist, whatever. So that makes the situation a bit more complicated as well. Not so easy to see the institutionalized racism when you can, when you yourself think, well, I don't actually think he's good enough, right? Okay, like, uh, 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 well, anyway. And then I'll say another point as well. The other point is, is that sometimes we cannot speak up on an issue when, when we are guilty of the same thing. Not because, because we're guilty of the same thing, we shouldn't speak up. Not because of that, but because of then the problem that it will cause to you and to others. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Um, those who have been in any kind of laddish environment, any, and I'm not talking about just dressing room banter. I'm talking workplace or the group of mates from uni, school, whatever, whatnot. This is actually normal. Um, you know, uh, you know them making fun of your culture and this and that and whatever, and us making so much fun of them. Redneck, yeah, gora flipping, bakwas, this, that, blah, 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 you know and cussing them and their culture and etc etc and the truth is is that that balance okay is actually a very well understood one by the people who are in those environments and it maintains a very strong unity now the problem of course the problem 
is that that shouldn't be there, of course, that's, and, and that you can never equate between the oppressor. Nobody needs to lecture me on something which I'm a specialist in. Sociology and anthropology is my area, okay? So I just want to make that clear that, you know, people might be thinking, hold on, this is sounding very much like the colonialist kind of argument, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 just calm down. But I, you need to know that, that I am not going to report my friend who calls, who says to me, man, you Pax man are the same, you lot don't, you know, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to report, I'm not going to report, um, uh, 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 I'm not going to report, uh, you see, so, so I, guys, I need you just to stop uh, pausing, uh, stop posting because these last four comments, I really want to answer. Okay. I really want to answer because they are very, very important. Is that AC loud? Yeah. No, no, it's not that loud. Shut up, man. Come on, bro. Leave me alone. Right? So, listen. Listen to me. Um, man, I really want to respond to that, but I, I needed to finish uh, uh, this point I was making. What was I saying? I knew I shouldn't have looked at the comment, man. Okay. Yeah, so 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 I, 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 I want to say this. Right? The balance. So... So if someone says to me, you know what, getting, getting, get, getting you lot to pay your subs is like getting blood out of a stone. I would laugh and I would say, because you white boys are too stupid, that's why. That's what I would say to my friend who would say that to me. Now, a commentator, David Lloyd, right? He's in trouble because of a number of things that he said and some of them which he deserves to be absolutely destroyed over, but, but, this is one of the things that he's been taken to town on. And here's the thing. I don't know of any single sports player who doesn't believe that to be true. That, Yanni, we have a reputation. There are things that we do. There are things that brown people do, which is flipping weird. There are things that Pakis do, which is really, is, is hilarious. And it's funny. We are tight. We are tight. That's the, that's the reality. Okay. Now, I don't need middle-class packs coming on saying, well, I'm not tight. Oh, okay, well, good luck to you, yeah, because the most packs are tight, okay? We use margarine tubs, Yanni, to keep our buttons and our sewing flipping things, bro. It is a fu Yanni, you come across a biscuit tin, it is 95% likely that there are no biscuits in there but something else. Bro, that's our culture. We're the only bloody people who do that, okay? The Gore ne will never do that, never have done that. They never will do it, all right? Those are real differences. Okay, now how racist that is or not, that's, this needs to be spoken about. Now, here's my point. When someone says to me that it's like getting blood out of stone, you know, I'll turn around and I'll say something equivalent, insulting back to that person uh, 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 there, right? It, it, I will say that to him in a way where I know that it's acceptable or not acceptable. You see, I didn't want to open this up because there's so much to unpack. At the moment, for example, you heard this in the, 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 the you, you, you heard, you heard the, the, them say Kevin, okay? 
uh, you heard Azim give the example of Kevin, Kevin becoming a phrase which was being used to refer to black people or to, or whatever. Now, now or Steve, for example, becoming a, a, a one fit, one size fits all phrase to be used for names they couldn't pronounce. And that's where Mo comes from, short for Mu'een or Muhammad, Mo Salah, Mo Ali. Mo Ali is Mu'een and Muhammad Salah, Mo Salah is Muhammad. Yani it's just a catchphrase. Now, the question is, is that how racist is that? Now, you can say that that is a problem or whatever. Okay, so are we ready now to say, and when we now report this, guys, yeah? What if I tell you that it was the Muslims in the dressing room that started this first with the Gore and they called, started calling them all Johns. I've been calling Gore for Johns for years. How am I going to now call, haul my mate up against uh, him saying that I'm a Kevin, which was his way of, of, of referring to me as and all of the, the packs when i was the first guy to um uh, uh i i told you guys to, to 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 not comment man that's the problem you've just you're ruining my flow okay i just please pause guys please pause please pause okay because it's confusing me right now and i know that I, and i will answer questions on this trust me I, I, let me have a little monologue then I'll respond to the questions. So I'm not going to hold a, a problem with a person called, it's, getting, it's a little bit irritating as well because, you know, uh, if, you know, if you knew how much I knew about what you're trying to teach me, which you're not teaching me anything, and it's just ruining everything for everyone, okay? So the, the Kevin thing is a response to us calling them Johns in the first place. So how am I going to report that? And that's the level which exists. But that was well before someone then went and named their dog a Kevin and a black dog a Kevin, right? And that's the problem that we have. There's a level of racism which goes back and forth, which is maintaining a, a, an actual balance, okay? But then, the real racism of those other people comes out. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't come out on our sides as well, but I don't know of us ever naming our dogs after white people or something like that. So we didn't go there. But then they went and took it to that level, right? And what does that show? That shows the, that deep ingrained xenophobia inside of, of people, okay? And... And, and as racism. And that's got to be called out. People have got to, yani, uh, uh, whether they're punished or educated, that's a whole other discussion, not getting into that. But I want you to know that this makes it very difficult for someone to call out the racism when they are guilty of it first, even if their level of racism is nowhere the level of, yani, there's one thing calling someone a Kevin and then another one yani, saying that I'm going to name my black dog a Kevin. It's a whole different level. But to the person who's calling everyone Jack, if I now say to you, right, this is the problem because this is going to go to a legal case and I don't know how much to tell you, how much not to tell you. But you've got to realize that 
some of our own players who are involved and implicated in this have been calling these people Johns and Jacks and go and uh, do this with your mom and do that with your dad and you know all of these kind of you know using the white stereotypes that we can think of redneck stereotypes that we can think of giving not just as good as we get but far worse actually far more sometimes sometimes some of these gore themselves you see look at the way i speak they are so miskeen that they don't even know how to respond back so if you look at the current i'm going to get into cricket mode now if you look at the current dressing room the changing room in the in the current england team you've got many different types of characters Ben Stokes is a certain level of character. Joe Root is a certain level of character. Owen Morgan is a certain level of character. There are certain players in that current dressing room that banter back and forth with the Muslims and the Asians to a, a level which is far worse than what Azim Rafiq was talking about in terms of the words, okay? None of them, alhamdulillah, is at a level where they go to like black dogs and all this kind of stupidity. But if you're talking about, yani, you know, the things which they say about, you, you know, so, so for example, in the, the testimony, one of the major claims of racism is that, oh, uh, don't, you know, so, so they'd be playing and fans who are sitting there, um, who are Asian, they would say, is that your mom and dad? Should I go and say hello? Now, amongst teammates, that's so normal. It's racist, of course it's racist. But that's the acceptable level which is there. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know that the exact opposite is said as well. I saw your mum, by the way, you know, to the Gora basically, and she's the dinner lady. We used to talk about dinner ladies. Or when we used to go to school, we used to be dominant as packs in numbers. We used to say, to, and the whites used to be few. We used to say to the whites all the time, this is your mum right the caretaker this is your dad it makes me laugh right now the same goes on in the dressing rooms right now and so they didn't want to come out and implicate themselves and implicate their teammates who they don't even consider to be racist the the statement that adil rashid released i wrote word for word it's my statement okay i wrote that weeks ago and then i had to keep editing it because I've got a couple of friends who are in, uh, 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 in cricket journalism and I was working with them to try to work out what the, the best time would be to release it in order to A, avoid um, prosecution, avoid anything illegal, avoid something libelous, avoid damage to Adil's career, for example, protect Avim because he was in a really dark place, okay? Stand up for those that have been affected. Stand up for those who have not been good enough to be able to, uh, 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 you know, at the best elite level so that they were able to, uh, you know, kind of ignore the racism because it doesn't apply to them anymore because, you know, the world worships them and nobody would dare to be racist to them, like a Muin and Adil kind of level, right? Okay, so we have to step up for the other people who are all left behind, the basic kind of level of sports people, etc., etc. So, you know, and then also not feed into the whole woke nonsense, which, which is all about cancelling things and cancelling everyone, which I am so against, by the way. Very much against. I have no problem with people making mistakes, whatever, whatnot, blah, 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 blah. Super against the cancel culture. 
so I had to balance all of this and and different things and to release that statement and we had we had to release it before the the, 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 the hearing so that it would give Adim the uh, uh, the legitimacy in the courts etc etc throw into this mess of trying to protect people trying to hold people accountable trying to protect this but trying to throw into this some real dogs in there that needed to go down Michael Vaughan is the perfect example let me tell you something if if you think that the statement there's too many of you lot right we have to do something about that is Michael Vaughan's biggest problem you are you've lost your mind people say that day and night I have no problem whatsoever with someone saying that okay I, genuinely I would say that to others I would say that about ourselves in certain scenarios and situations why would I have a problem with Michael Vaughan saying that that's not his problem the reason that we want to take Michael Vaughan down is because he's an Islamophobic dog he's a proper racist dog he is someone who at his core hates Muslims right and we're convinced of that that's why we want him destroyed a lot of this was really about taking down the people who are very very uh, xenophobic and you will see that at times those that have actually said even more racist things they are kind of being protected by Azim and others because they genuinely do not believe them to be bad bad people just making silly mistakes just yani part of an older generation a different time and a different era where you could say these kind of things and that's where the juxtaposition of the current woke movement is now causing the situation to become even more confused I'm really sorry to everybody else who is not interested in this whatsoever and we destroyed this entire lesson. I really want to apologize for that. I really did think that there are some important Islamic lessons to learn here because Muslims are listening to this and might be listening to this and thinking, no, sorry, this is hypocrisy or you didn't do the right thing. No, actually, that's not correct. Actually, uh, all of these things come under politics. Okay, right? Actually, you don't know what you're talking about if you think this was un-Islamic, right? Because... Ultimately, what uh, 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 you saw, if you watched the, if you watched the whole hearing, people, uh, one of the ladies, she very correctly and and cleverly said to Avim, said, "Hey, so listen, man, did you hear anything else? Did you hear anything which was against gender? Did you hear anything homophobic? Okay, right? You know what he said." He straight out lied. He lied in a parliamentary hearing. Now, I mean, you know, let me, anyway, whether you say he lied or not, I don't know. Look, bro, it is absurd if he's going to try and say that, because he said no. He said no. I haven't heard anything said against women. I didn't hear anything said against gay. Are you kidding me? Are you flipping kidding me, bro? Day and night in these gatherings, our gatherings, lad gatherings, yani work gatherings, dressing room gatherings, girls are being taken down, but boys are being taken down, gay behavior is being taken down, whatever, whatnot. Now, I ask you a question, okay? You have to be very careful about being holier than thou and wanting to report everything because you as a Muslim are as xenophobic as it gets when it comes to 
your values. Muslims, by definition, are a certain level of xenophobic people because we do differentiate between ourselves and uh, homosexuals, for example, or those that are doing X, Y, and Z. How are you going to explain that in a hearing? You tell me that. You tell me that. And that's why I always... Yeah, I, I want to make it clear that I always go to pains to emphasize that you've got to be very careful about what you, what you, you complain about if you're guilty of something which is the same thing. And if you are going to do that, then the reason that we do it is to take a person down because of their hypocrisy, not because of our system. What do I mean by that? I mean by that, that the reason I'm going after Michael Vaughan and I detest Michael Vaughan and I hate him so much and I want him destroyed is because he is anti-Muslim and that's the reason I'm doing it. But the reason I'm doing it openly and publicly and politically is because he's a criminal according to their rules. And we call out racist because he's racist according to their rules. If it was Islamic rules and the Sharia, okay, we would not be calling people out all the time on some of the things they did. On racism, we would because we agree. But on uh, gender uh, discrimination? No, we wouldn't. Now, they would call it discrimination. We would say gender role differences, for example, because we do believe there are differences. 100% we believe there are differences. And they would call it discrimination. All right, now on, on the whole sexuality thing, 100% that we would be uh, xenophobic, quote-unquote, in terms of various things. Some places it applies, some places it doesn't apply. For example, in medical treatment, for example, it doesn't apply. We look after people in that sense. But in terms of treating them the same in a team, are you kidding me? So, so oh, you know, we're picking and choosing. And this is not becoming of the Muslim. We don't yeah, any pick and choose unless we're doing it in the political way that we're doing it, where we're saying that, yeah, okay, we want to now report racism X and problem Y and problem Z because this is criminal in your system. Not in ours. Not in ours because once you bring it back down to your religion, you better realize that you now become a major hypocrite. And I know that there are some people out there that disagree and say, no, we shouldn't have this approach, blah, blah, blah. But I'm never going to... You know what? I will, I will take every insult in the world. I will take every criticism in the world. I don't mind being called whatever, but the one thing that I will not die upon is someone calling me a hypocrite. The one thing that I am super proud of is that whatever kind of level of criminal and sinner I am, hypocrisy is something I will not allow. And I don't mean hypocrisy in the Islamic terms because all of us yani, are in danger of nifaq yani, from an Islamic point of view in terms of poor uh, worship and other issues. But I mean hypocrisy from the Western definition. I will not be a hypocrite. I will not be calling out a country or an action or whatever when I know that if I'm in power, I will do the same. And I've spoken about this before a lot as well. I don't have problem. I've mentioned I don't have problems people invading Muslim countries. I don't have a problem because I'll tell you right now, 
I tell you right now and I say it again, when the Muslims have that power, we are going to invade this world in a way that they're going to make Tawbah that they ever stepped foot into our countries, touched our people, did this, that. We, but differences, we do it legitimate way. We won't do it via bombs and terrorism and X and Y and Z. No, we'll do it via state. We'll warn them. We'll be in that situation that we want reparations. We want damages. We want compensation. You're not paying it. Be prepared now for this war, that war, no double standards. That's, that's what it will be. And this is what I've always said. And that's why I will not be holding, I will not be complaining. And I won't be going to protest X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. Unless, like I said, it's something which is illegal according to their laws. And then I'm going to call it out. And I'm not going to call it out because of my thingy. I'm calling out according to your system just to show how pathetic you are as a people. They turn around and say to me, but what about you? I was like, oh, no, 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 wait. If we're judging by my standards, that's something else. But we're not, are we? Because you hate Sharia and you don't want Sharia and you don't want whatever, so it's irrelevant. I kind of went off into a, a tangent, but, but I hope that I explained. In, summar in summary, what I want to say is this. Every one of us, Siani Muslims, especially, and anyone who has an ethnic background knows of the problem of racism at the institutionalized level. We all have to be better and better. Uh, so that's something which we know. There's nothing new there. Number two, we are guilty of doing a lot of things. Like, for example, I'll give you a, a classic. Uh, well, we, we do crimes as well. We've got to be very careful what we call other people out on. Number two. Number three, it is very important to enjoin the good and forbid the evil. It's an obligation at times, depending upon how much uh, power you have and how much protection you have. Uh, and we should do that. But it is based upon ability. And you should not be uh, uh, looking down upon... Uh, players that don't want to speak out or, or, or people who don't want to speak out because they fear for their job. They are obligated according to their level and their level can be weak and that's why the hadith of Iman is applicable there as well. But the stronger you are, the braver you are, the more respect that you will get and the more respect you will deserve. Another learning uh, uh, summary point is that um, uh, uh, there are phrases that we say and things that we do which genuinely are questionable like you know calling everyone gora 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 whatever whatnot i wouldn't think twice about it but then you know people uh now they get uncomfortable when i say that or people say that pack for example i've been saying pack for the, all my life and i will say it there are there are there are pakistani folks that get very upset when i say that what, where's the right where's the wrong I'm not going to allow other people to dictate my language and my beliefs. A classic example is in this explanation here. I was going to say you've got to be better than the rest. You've got to more work harder than the West. The, the popular phrase for that is that you've got to be whiter than white. Now, I've been saying that all my life and I still say that. But there are people who hate hearing that now because, you know, part of the Black Lives Matter is now making everybody super paranoid about their speech paranoid in a good sense right but then that can go too far is whiter than white really actually racist is it a subconscious yani phrase which is uh anti-black i can see the argument i never saw it before i'm also part of the people learning about uh, uh, language and and this and uh, 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 that and whatever okay so what i'm saying is that there are things that we used to say in a different era, which I don't think now uh, are in the current kind of culture. We should say it now, not because we believe that rules change, but because in Islam, generally, 
we are, we are asked to say things that people don't get upset at. And the least people that you can upset, that's a good thing Islamically, which is very different from us thinking it's something haram. So I definitely, let me tell you, make it clear to you, I have no problem whatsoever with whiter than white. I don't accept the, the power structure behind it, the colonial mindset, the unconscious bias. I don't accept the argument, sorry. But I will stop saying it if you as a black person get super offended when I say it. And you know, you're not just one person, there's a few of you and whatever. And I will not say it because I don't want to upset my, my black brother, black sister. I just don't want to upset them. But do I agree? Not one little bit I, do I agree. So there's also a point there that there's a lot of subjectivity in the debate around racism as well. And that's what can make the situation quite uncomfortable, quite difficult to kind of hold people accountable over or threaten their jobs or lead to their expulsions or X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. Um, there's so many gray areas. Uh, 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 it's not easy to deal with this. And I don't want to be the person calling out or every white person for these gray areas that I also exist in. And I also use back at them. I want to concentrate on the real criminals. And I think that's what we should be doing. Andrew Gale at Yorkshire Cricket Club is a real criminal. Martin Moxon at Yorkshire Cricket Club is a real criminal dog. Michael Vaughan is a dog. Bumble, I don't put under this, David Lloyd. Uh, Hutton wasn't at all. There are other people in the game. Bresnan, by the way, a very interesting thing. Yeah, I don't think so as well. Balance, also, I don't think so as well. And by the way, neither do the other people. Those who were actually sworn at, they don't either. But some of this will not get a testimony. There's lots more to here to meet the eye. But anyway, I just want to say that there's a lot to learn. Azim was incredibly brave. Jazallah khair. May Allah protect him. He did a lot. Uh, may Allah guide him. He's come a long way as well. He wasn't practicing a lot of the time when this was happening. That doesn't excuse it, of course. He's now also in a better place, uh, etc. And you know, sir, we've all got these versions. We've all got these yani, stories. We've got so many of them. And uh, Noor, you're right, okay, in that um, he didn't, he just, yani, he fobbed it off. When you say that, that I, you know, does it happen? Of course it does. But he, he's saying, I don't recall it, okay? Bro, you know what I mean? That is very, uh, 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 you know, uh, he, he, everyone recalls it. Um, guys, what's happened to this class, man? You tell me now. Okay, let's at least do, let's at least uh, uh, do this for the class, just so that, no, 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 it's not all over. It's, it's never all over, okay? Um, there's a lot to speak about this. I just want you to say that at no point, now it's Sheikh Al-Thameen's opinion. Um, I just wanna, I wanna summarize by saying that the racism argument is incredibly nuanced. And anyone who thinks it's as simple as you have to speak up or you, that is definitely wrong or that's definitely racist, is just ignorant of the, of the dynamics of language, of culture, of Sharia, of Sharia, okay? There are people who don't like using the word ayyam al 
like with that, you know, there's a deeper point. You know, I said that there's a deeper point. The deeper point is that um, uh, 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 the, the deeper point is, you know, you can either look at this uh, with that if you're still with us, okay? All right? So whenever you're critiquing an argument Islamically, right, in Sharia, we always go via the uh, uh, Isnad. We always focus on authenticity. We, we destroy arguments by making sure that there's no argument in the first place. When that fails, or when we cannot get a conclusive enough argument, if you are qualified enough, if you are qualified enough, then you move to a very dangerous, very risky approach, which is the naqd of the matan itself, which is, to, which is to try to refute an argument from a holistic sense. And there, are, there have been arguments that have been put forward that are so, yeah, any woke, that you kind of feel, honestly, this is ridiculous. A Yamul Beard can't possibly be the three middle days because why would color be brought into it? Okay, the hadith are not so weak, so we can't go down that line, but would the days be called white? And then you open up a uh, deeper uh, kind of narrative which exists in, in Islam, of course, and that is the, 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 the juxtaposition of black and white versus bright and dark. And whether we should start retranslating white and black every time the Prophet or the Quran yani, mentions it. And versus then in our current time, because people get so offended by that, to now moving to bright and dark. And whether that discussion was happening before. And that's the deeper point. There are kind of indications that such discussions had kind of primordial kind of mentions here and there. But today is now getting out of control. That's like, uh, yeah, 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 it is actually on Islam, a blog. I used to write about this back in the day and it is hidden behind kind of uh, uh, whatever. Now it is Warda, of course it is. That's for, uh, 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 most of us don't have a problem with that. But this is what I'm trying to say. The conversation is being hijacked by wokeness, which is becoming yani, crazy. Mental illness is exactly the same. There's a lot to be said about this whole uh, uh, kind of phraseology. And, and it's a mess because it hurts the mental illness reality. The mental illness stupidity and extreme use of it for absolutely everything and anything is actually hurting the real mental illness. I don't need a podcast because you know that would be a disaster. It would be the longest podcast on podcast world, all right? And you know that was the case. So I just want to say um, that I want to just finish off this uh, time issue, okay? The time issue of thingy. Please, nobody say a single thing so I can just say what I want to say. Um, Honestly, the intersection between Islamic studies and wokeness or the Sharia, actually, the intersection between the Sharia and wokeness. I could speak about this subject, wallahi, for a week. 
Anyway, so we just want to speak about duha and what is its best time. The Prophet ﷺ gave us a hadith in, so we've got, so we, uh, 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 no, no, we're not doing this next week. I have to finish this because I want to start a new section next week and I'm in Pakistan next week. So I need to completely finish Duha. All right. So I need 10 minutes to finish this. Right. So Sheikh Uthameen says that it, it just before uh, uh, Zawal is maybe 10 minutes before, uh, uh, you know, a Zawal or 15, 20 minutes uh, before the start time of Dhuhr. Okay. Um, so that's that's uh, 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 fine in terms of uh, in terms of uh, 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 the time limits. But what should be the best time that you pray Salat al-Duha? And that's not including Salat al-Ishraq, which is what I'm going to cover next week. Okay. Um, Salat al-Duha, Sheikh Uthameen puts it forward here. Wa fi'luha fi akhir al-waqt afdal. To pray the Doha prayer later is better. Okay? Because the Prophet said, Salatul Awabin Hina Tarmadul Fisal. This hadith is in Sahih Muslim, hadith number uh, 748. Okay? And Shaykh Uthameen, he quotes this hadith that the prayer of the awwabin the prayer of the repentant the prayer of the repentant is when the camels feel the heat when the young camels feel the heat what does that mean when the young camels feel the heat so they would be sitting on sand obviously kneeling down bodies touching lying down etc etc and after a couple of hours of sun on the sand it starts to get hot and then the young camels basically start to become uncomfortable and then they start to go, then they start to look for shade. What time is that? Now, you need a good couple of hours of proper sun. Now, if you look at, um, uh, uh, when you look at, so this is good. Uh, Bilal's got a, uh, the, the translation of this head is good. The prayer of the penitent or the repentant should be observed when the young wean camels Feel the heat of the sun. Good. And that sun is linked to the sand. Yep. That's obviously me from translating by general. Whatever. Anyway, Sheikh Uthameen says, This يعني, extreme heat of the sand occurs just before Zawal, before 10 minutes. Now, how can I argue with the scholar of scholars who lives in a desert and all the rest of it? And uh, he has camels and sees camels and I don't live in a desert and don't have camels or anything. But I want to say to you that this is a very interesting statement where he said that this is 10 minutes, uh, you know, uh, uh, before. Um, I don't think it's that late. And the scholars very much differed over him with that. So even though Sheikh Uthameen's position is that the best duha prayer is like, so in modern times, it's like a half past 11, 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock, half past 11. That's according to Sheikh Uthameen. 
And other scholars said that no, this is a nine o'clock, a half nine. That's because sunrise has occurred at six, seven o'clock. Eight o'clock sun is too weak, but nine o'clock, 10 o'clock sun is strong and heavy. A couple of hours of that and it starts to become uncomfortable. This, the hadith doesn't mention that they get burnt, it's they can become uncomfortable. They start to move because it becomes uncomfortable. So they're now more towards nine and 10. Then there are other positions which I want to uh, recount to you. Um, so I'm going to translate something. Um, He says that you will find that the young camels When the sun gets a bit too much Then they start to hide underneath their mothers Or they will start to go towards the trees Look at this Right Sheikh, Sheikh Muhammad Mukhtar Shankiti says that this time is about two to two and a half hours after two to two and a half hours after sunrise. So if we say sunrise is around seven o'clock or something like that, okay, then that's now gone to what I'm talking about, which is nine o'clock, ten o'clock. Look at the difference between yani, these times. There's two hours off. I know that Sheikh Uthameen has got his position. But I just think that he's really, really late on this. He really, really is uh, late. Um, now, I want to finish by saying this. Which one do I think is better? I am definitely in the camp that the best time is around the 9 or 10 o'clock for a number of reasons, the class position. That is because this is the actual time that it starts to get uncomfortably hot. Um, a classic example actually, you know, uh, 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 is, um, so you know, when I do an Umrah program, um, when I do the Umrah program, uh, it's in Mecca, it's in Medina, sorry, uh, it starts, and one of the key things that we do is that we go to Uhud, the Mount of Uhud. And to go to the Mount of Uhud and to logistically to get it all sorted out, we normally go in the morning. Okay? I want to say to you right now that even in the wintertime, let alone summer, when we get there around 8, 8.30 and we stand outside, the people are finished after five minutes. The people are finished after five minutes. Bro, they feel like they're getting sunstroke. You've seen videos of me speaking on the Mount of Arches a number of times, and it's a major concern how to you know, time it right. So I don't know why Sheikh Uthameen said that it's so late. It's definitely in the nine o'clock region, which I think is best. That's the first reason, that's hot enough. The second reason is that the scholars used to say that 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, a couple of hours before Dhuhr, is such a dead period for Ibadah that it's called Awqa'u Waqtul Ghafla. 
an hour of heedlessness or the time period of heedlessness. People are so into the dunya at that moment because business would start seven o'clock, eight o'clock, not like 9.30. And we're so far away from a prayer. So if you go towards the afternoon period, you've got dhahr and then it's broken up two hours later by asr, then it's broken up two hours later by maghrib, it's broken up two hours later by isha. There's always something happening. Whereas the morning period is the period where after sunrise, that's it, you are five, six hours stretch where there's no ibadah happening. Nothing's happening, right? And so people get really hooked up into their markets and into their business and into their culture and so on. And so people are further away from ibadah. And the scholars therefore said that one of the reasons why the duha prayer was so important is to keep the day in balance, right? So that you don't have that. You know, by the way, the Prophet Sallallahu uh, before the five prayers, who knows what the five prayers were? Sorry, before the five prayers, um, uh, before the five prayers were obligated, what did the prayers that the Prophet Sallallahu uh, read? Anyone know? And that's true, by the way. The 7S Sony 5,000 pound camera lens, blah, 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 super. It's a, it's, a, it's a camera which I use to broadcast a class for eight hours and doesn't overheat. It overheated in Uhud in winter. Uh, I'm talking about the day, guys. Mahira and Danish. I'm talking about the day, daytime. Who knows? Who remembers? The two prayers. I've given you a clue, but anyway, it's two prayers that the Prophet ﷺ would pray. Obligated upon him before, before the prayer became obligatory. Before five prayers were legislated. No. Anyone? The hadith are not so so strong on this, but strong enough. No. No, no, and no. The answer is Slatul Duha and Slatul Asr. And this is because one well there are different explanations for this. This is because of Al-Ashiyi Wal Ishraq. Yeah, and there's a general idea that the Ashi, which is evening, and Ishraq, which is basically after sunrise. So the idea would be that these are the two opposite ends of the day. The two opposite ends of the day, meaning the morning time and the evening time. And evening is not night time. Evening is the end of Asr time. So it's actually very interesting that uh, even before the five, prayer was, five prayers were legislated, that he would pray in the night, we know that, but in the daytime, it would be Doha and Asr, which is basically like a symmetry, trying to split the day so that there's no mega long period of time without prayer, trying to minimize the problem as much as possible. Now, but you know that, and you look at our current day, we all know, and I've spoken about this before, that Doha prayer is one of my favorite prayers because you're just desperate to make such that because the whole morning you've been just, you know, battering, you know, work and this and that. So the scholars said that to pray nine, ten o'clock, which is a time where you're most forgetful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is your highest state of ghafla, 
this is an act of ibadah which is more beloved because the, the ibadah which is done at times of ghafla, it has greater value, has greater value. So I hope that you understand what I'm trying to say. It makes more sense, something which is, uh, so, uh, you know, I could go on about it and there's some yani, very uh, nice kind of statements and examples. But Sheikh Uthameen, Sheikh Muhammad Mukhtar al-Shankriti says, uh, uh, here, uh, there are some scholars that said that um, you should pray right at the beginning of the day, so that would be like a seven o'clock, seven thirty, eight o'clock, because of the uh, statement of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Ya Ibn Adam, ikfini arba rakaatin fi awal nahar, and then I will, if you you know, give me four units in the beginning of the day, and I will look after you at the end of the day. This hadith is not very strong, but the idea that start the day well and I'll end it well for you. So you should pray those extra rakat earlier. So there's these different competing narratives. No authentic, clear hadith from the Prophet وسلم, uh, about exact time, but we do have an idea that, um, that the, 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 the prayer of the repentant people, those who are seeking repentance and are pure and righteous, pious people, they pray in the morning time when it gets quite hot. That's the only thing we have from Hadith Prophet Now that can happen actually 7 and 8 o'clock, it can be argued, it's hot enough. Danish gave you the example there. 9, 10 o'clock without shadow of a doubt is boiling and a late morning is super hot. Shaykh means definitely, you know, going with that opinion. So I've just given you three opinions there. Logic, logically, they could all make sense. Our class position is 9, 10 o'clock. It is when it is uncomfortably hot. It is at that time which is halfway through the last prayer which you did, which was an ishraq, and the dhuhr prayer at the beginning time. Um, uh, that is the, uh, I, I'm sorry, I had to put you through the, 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 the AC noise, but I think it's frankly absurd that you guys can uh, complain about the AC when you got all that bakwas going on in the background, hooing and heeing and Cairo, and he's still alive. The AC is the least of the problems. So anyway, that's the class position. I hope that that makes uh, sense, guys. Um, any questions I will now do on the, tan the, 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 the what's it called? The um, telegram, inshallah, maybe tomorrow. And uh, uh, I apologize again for the class being hijacked, but it was a very important one. And we do say in logical progression that from time to time, we will deal with very, very pertinent issues. And this is a very important one. Um, next week, inshallah, the class, it, unless it changes, but as it stands, 1.30 p.m. UK time. 1.30 p.m. UK time and it's gonna be live. And there will be a few changes the, for the next couple of classes. The weekend, the week after that, it'll be even earlier. It'll be even earlier. But I'm gonna stick to this principle of making it live so that at least some people can make it, okay? Some people can, um, I think so 1.30 p.m. and then the week after that might be 11 or 11.30 a.m. UK time. Um, but I let you know on Telegram, that's the, the fundamental place. And I think that's it. Okay, guys? Um, is it okay if you keep the fast for two days? Yes. It is okay, you won't get the reward for everything, but it's, uh, it is pro rata, inshallah. 
pro rata. All right, guys. Barakallahu Again, my apologies. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfirukallahumma wa atubu ilaik. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Reception wasn't too bad. It was okay. It survived. This is your barakah. Take care, guys. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum.